Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back. Oh my goodness, it's good to be back. Look at we got the new logo, best women's boxing show, period. I am Cynthia Conte and my beautiful co-host. And I am DeAndra LaBeouf, and we are happy to be back with you for some more boxing talk, real boxing talk, the women's best boxing show. Absolutely. Period. And so you know, from our last episode, we just recently dropped of Caleb Plant. He told us things, why he has beef with David Benavides and Senior. Allegedly, there were things that were said. And so now we had to get it from the other truth, the other side of the story. Yeah. Jose Benavides Sr. On the, on the record, on the call to let us know exactly what is their truth. So thank you. Thank you, Jose, for joining us. Oh, thank you guys for uh, uh, giving me the invite to your show. I really appreciate it. The pleasure is ours. I know. Thank you. Thank you for joining our new show. Thank you, guys. It looks great. Ah, thank you. <laughs> you know, we're trying to do a little something over here. We're trying to do a little something for mm -hmm. you. But we, uh, we are welcome. We're glad to have you with you. As you may have heard or seen, there's a clip circulating around on Twitter of uh, Caleb Plant when he was on our last show. We'll get right to the business. You know, uh, Making some statements that your family allegedly said some things about his daughter. And we wanted to give you all the opportunity to rebut that because we are a show that's committed to the truth and to boxing. And we want to hear both sides of the story so we appreciate you joining us to discuss it for sure no no problem anytime okay so based on uh from what the first part that caleb said that there is allegedly a video going around on youtube that you and possibly david benavides have said things about his late daughter that is no longer here so i need to understand or we need to understand why allegedly this was said by you if this was said by you and why is caleb plant saying this that you guys said this well you know there's always a two a size of the story three and, sweetie. Uh, there's know, always three <laughs> there's always three yeah there's three two whatever yeah so you know what uh uh i have uh five kids of my own you know and i love them to dead you know and i would do anything for them uh caleb plant you know is just making up stories for some reason uh, David was a uh, champion before him, but uh, he was, uh, before David started, uh, went professional, I think uh, he, for some reason, he was, uh, I felt that he was a little jealous about the attention that David was getting. And uh, look at him now, you know, he fought uh, Canelo. So I think, you know, sometimes, you know, you just want things that other people want and you start making up lies and, 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 and do all these kind of things, you know, um, I didn't make nothing up, you know. You know, I, I wrote that story. I don't know if you guys ever wrote that story about him, the the truth about uh, Caleb Plant, you know. And once I wrote that, it broke my heart. And I just said, you know, that, you know, I had no respect for this man of what he's done, of what I wrote on, on that article. So that's that's exactly what I, what I said, you know. Uh, uh, you know, and, and this guy is just making up a lot of lies and stories. And, I mean, I, I, I don't even know what is, is it that he wants, you know. Uh, he's a great fighter. Um, he has a lot of talent. He's very successful. You know, I, I just don't know, you know, um, what, what his problem is with David. When you said um, we have seen the article, it's written by Michael Woods, I believe, New York Fights. When you read the story, were you in interviews from our colleagues re uh, responding to this or where, yeah, exactly, where was this said? Know, that, that's exactly that. That's, you know, as soon as you know, when I. I had a lot of respect. Like I said, a lot of respect for this man. He's a great fighter. He, he's doing the same thing that we're doing. He's struggling. He's working hard, you know, and doing all these things, you know. 
when David uh, tested positive for uh, illegal substances, you know, like recreative uh, uh, substances or whatever, um, you know, he, he he every day, man, you know, he talked, started talking and talking. And, you know, as a father, you know, that really hurt me, man. You know, and one day, you know, I, I, I met up to him and I went and talked to him and to his team and I told him, dude, man, you know, man, I'm going to ask you in the, in the most respectful way. You know, can you please stop this? You know, talk about anything that you're going to beat them up, whatever, whatever. But can you leave this memes about you uh, with drugs and all that, man? You know, it's really hurting me, brother. You know, uh, please, please, can you stop that? And he, you know what he said? He says, yes, I'll say I'm going to stop. I'm 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 sure no problem. So I I, I thanked him. I said, well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. You know, uh, as as a father, it hurts me very much, you know. So I, I go home the next day. He came out with new stuff, you know, same thing. And, you know, that's when I, I just wanted to punch him in the face, you know, because it, it, it really hurt me. And I went up to him and he gave me his word, you know, that he was going to stop doing memes about drugs. And he would put David, you know, uh, snoring coke and, and all that. How would you feel about, you know, somebody doing that to your son, you know? And, and, and like I say, you know, this is the business. Boxing is a business. You could do so many things, but sometimes, you know, there's things that, you know, you go over your limit, you know? It's been so the the drama between the two camps has been so happy. You guys share managers and advisors. You have common team people. We, have they had to intervene and and say anything about you guys need to chill out or what has been their involvement? Listen, if we, any? we don't share managers, we don't share managers at all. Mm-hmm. You know, he has his own manager. I'm David's manager. You know, he says that I'm just a trainer, that I don't, I don't make any decisions. Of, how does he know? I'm David's manager. I've been training him since he was two years old. I've been training him. I've been managing him all the way to the world titles. You know, we work with the same promotion company. I work with Luis de Cubas, and I work with Al Heyman. You know, we're in the same promotion company. He has his manager. His manager is Luis de Cubas. I'm David's manager. And, you know, he's now saying that I'm just a, a trainer, you know, that I don't make decisions. I talked to Luis de Cubas to make that fight with him. And he backed up. He didn't want to make that fight, you know. Uh, he just come, he just comes with so many different things, and I don't understand what his problem is or what is it that he wants. Back to the, when you just said about the fight, we asked Caleb if there was allegedly a fight presented to him for um, against David Benavides in September of 2022. I'm going to ask you the same exact question: Was there a fight that you and David Benavides and your team? presented or presented it to Caleb Plant and his team. Let me let me let me tell you what happened. Like I said, you know, this guy has been talking and talking. I you know, to be honest with you, you know, he had a fight. He didn't do good on that fight, you know. So I thought, you know, hey, you know, maybe this guy is gonna relax, take a break and, you know, start back over again, you know, get a little a couple of tune ups or whatever. But you know, we have a fight on May twenty first. So he started saying things about David again. Uh, fat boy this and that you know and he's not even in the picture you know we weren't even thinking about him you know so the things that he says like that you know it, it just you know it, it seems like he wants to fight so i got on the phone right away with his manager luisa cubas and i asked for the fight i told him you know hey listen you know david wants to fight let's make this fight happen it's an easy fight to make you know we're in the same uh, company you know we want the fight if he takes a fight that that would be a, a easy fight to make you know so he did yeah i'm gonna talk to him you know and i'm not i'm not Working to work on it. So, okay. So we were working on it. So the next day I, I called Luis again and what's going on. And he said, Oh, I'm still working on it. And you know, the third time, you know, I, I call him and he said, yeah, he don't want to take it. So 
at the end of the day, you know, we were working on it and we just said, let's do it for September or or we can do it whenever he wants. You know, it doesn't matter whatever happens in the fight with David Benavides and Lemieux on May 21st. We could do it in September. We could do it at the end of the year. You know, it doesn't matter. David's only 25 years old. Whatever happens, if he wins, let's make the fight happen. If he loses, let's make that fight happen. You know, so I don't understand. Like I said, you know, I'm super confused, you know. He's just always in the picture there. Maybe he wants attention. He wants to promote his next fight, or I don't even know what is it that he wants, you know? Uh, you you touched on it earlier that you guys all share certain people, and even Giandra, you said, how has anyone stepped in? Has Al Heyman even stepped in as both of your their advisors and said, this has got to stop? Like, you guys you are... You know what? You ahead. know what? It, it, you know, I did talk to Luis de Cubas, and I asked him, because he's the manager, please... Can you talk to this guy, please, man? You know, I, you know what? This guy is getting on my head too much, man. One day, one of these days, I, I'm not going to hold myself, man. I'm going to punch him in the face, man. You know, to be honest with you, please, I don't want to do that, man. Can you please talk to him, you know? And can you just tell him to stop, you know? I, I mean, I, I know myself and, you know, I have nothing against him, you know? He's doing great. He's doing his own thing, you know? But he's always, always starting uh, to talk shit, man. So I finally, you know, I, we really want to get him in the ring. It doesn't matter when, but we need to make it happen. We need to make it happen so we can settle everything down and inside the ring, not outside the ring, you know. Uh, if he really feels that he can beat David or whatever, you know, he thinks that he's better than him. I mean, he needs that fight, you know, to, to and we need that fight. So why not make it happen inside the ring, you know. But I have talked to his manager and and told him, I talked to my lawyer and I told him, man, you know, send him a letter, you know, please, you know, stop, stop doing this, bro. But this guy does, does I don't know what, what it is with him, man. And I'm telling you right now, I don't, I don't know what is it that he wants. Does he want to fight or he's just so jealous about David? You know, I, I, I don't understand. To be honest with you, I'm confused. There's so many other fighters that we need to focus on. We need to focus on our fight. There's so many things, you know, that, like I said, okay, if you really want to fight David, let's make the fight happen. Whenever you want, September, October, November, December, whenever you want, we're ready to go. So then the 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 so now then the task at hand is David Lemieux. How did David Lemieux get into the mix? Because over the last few months there's been a lot of conversation with David, with Charlo. They've had their things back and forth in the media, Caleb Plant. It's just been this kind of circle thing between the three of them. And then here comes David Lemieux, who was formerly of Golden Boy. How did this fight even come to yeah, be made? Yeah, first of all, I want to thank David Lemieux for taking the fight, for stepping in and and, and taking uh, that fight. It's a very dangerous fight for us. David Lemieux, it's a, it's a strong fighter, a fighter that hits super hard, a fighter that has a lot of experience, you know, and we can't underestimate David Lemieux. He fought the best. He's the next world champion. So we had to come super prepared on May 21st. Uh, and we're we're just focused on that fight right now, you know, just to 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 train hard and make sure there's no injuries and we get 100% to that day. So um, uh, all these guys, you know, they're just talking and talking and talking, but they don't step in the ring. We would like to fight anybody because at the end of the day, that's what we do. And we need these fights in order to go to the next level. And we're willing to fight any of these guys, Boo Boo, Charlo, Kayla Plant, and uh, morale, whoever's in there, you know, and, 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 and that's what we do in order to show our people and show our skills. We have to go to these people, you know. So uh, I just hear a lot of talks. I don't like I say, you know, I, I don't even understand why, but they don't want to step in the ring, you know. So we're not 
afraid to lose our undefeated record. You know, we're here to risk and, and, and to do the best that we can. You touched on it earlier about uh, David Benavides and the substance abuse, and it has been it's been talked about a couple times that David has unfortunately lost his belt twice, once on the scale, and then also because of uh, cocaine. Like it's just it's out there. It's you know it it happened. When that happened, you are his father. You are his trainer. You are his advisor. You are everything to him. Did you? Why did David do it? I have no idea. You know that I, I I was devastated. I was something that I couldn't believe. You know, I I I, I asked my question. I thought I fell. You know, I, I what happened? You know, I, I I was taking care of him all the time. You know, I I didn't see it happen. You know, uh, but you know when when you're that young, sometimes you know you go out, you have friends, and you start partying, and then that's when the things happen. So he came, and you know he he was crying, and I was crying. You know, and I just. You know, it was devastating, but together we 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 worked hard. We got up and 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 we decided to go forward. And and you know, and and sometimes to me, I think that was a blessing in disguise because he did that early. So now he's been tested and he's gone tested all the time. So I think that at the end of the day, I, I think that was a great thing that happened early in his career because a lot of people do a lot of things that we don't know and people don't catch them, so it gets worse. With us, it happened super uh, fast and early in his career that now, you know, uh, we can pay more attention to him and he learned from his mistakes and he know that he messed up and, and he regrets that. And, 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 you know, he's just, now he's a father, he matures so much. And I see now, you know, that it makes my job a little bit easier now. And uh, he's just hungry and he wants to fight all these guys. So at the end of the day, I think that was a good thing that happened early in his career. So he can mature from that and learn a lot from that. What do you think is the biggest difference between your two sons? Because you have Jose Jr. who fights at Welter. You have David that fights at, at Super Middle. Uh, Jose Jr. has never really had any weight issues. You know, he's kind of progressed through his career. He's had injuries, but nothing to the extent of his brother. His brother, David, has had uh, weight issues. He's uh, been very candid how early in his life he was a heavier kid who lost a lot of weight. And he's uh, pulled himself up and become a champion. What do you think is the biggest difference between your two sons? Because their approach well, the is very difference. different. The biggest difference is the metabolism of both both uh, person. You know, uh, Junior had a faster metabolism. David eats a little bit, and then you know he has to really be careful on what he eats. You know, the other one could eat chips, he could eat whatever. You know, and and the body's just fast. You know, and but but at the end of the day, I think uh, Junior uh, was a superstar when he was 16, 17, 18, and and you know David, that was his role model. And he didn't think he could be like uh, Junior. So he had to work harder. And, and you know, for him, it just, he had to work super hard uh, in order to be where he's at now. For Junior, it, it just came a little bit faster. And, and, and maybe Junior was more talented. David had to work harder to show the people that he did belong in the boxing world. Mm. Recently, I'd seen an interview uh, that our friend, uh, KO Artist Sports, shout out to our boy, Stephen Carreño. He was uh, at a fight and he ran into um, Chavez Sr. and asked him who he would rather see Canelo fight if he'd rather see him fight Charlo or David or what fight. And he mentioned that he would rather see him fight against David. He thought that would be a more competitive fight. Um the it was ongoing negotiations discussions of possibly having a fight between Canelo and David. First, I uh, just wanted you to respond to what 
uh, Chavez Sr. said about David and him presenting a greater challenge for Canelo. And how close were those neg negotiations? Like, how how close was the Canelo fight truly for you guys? Well, first of all, you know, for, for a legend like that to speak about David and saying that, that that would be a fight that he would like to see. It's a dangerous fight. It's an honor. It, it's something unbelievable for me that I didn't know nothing about boxing. And now being here and talking to you guys, and and I hear now Julio Cesar Chavez talking about Benavides, the Benavides family, David Benavides. It, it's an honor. Uh, and, you know, the negotiations were, were very close. Uh, we did talk to our promoter and, and they offer us uh, an amount of money to fight Canelo, and they told us that they were going to offer a uh, uh, hundred million to fight uh, two time uh, two deal fight with uh, Canelo. And I, I I just told them, listen, let's try to get as the minimum as many that that we can get. You know, the minimum, so they can take the fight. We don't care about the money right now. The money eventually will come, but we'll take the minimum. Whatever Canelo wants to do, whatever he wants to. Uh, uh, to take, let him have it, and, and it's an easy fight to make. Uh, we just want the opportunity to fight with the best, the pound for pound, the king of 168. That's all we want. That's some big bank. How much was the minimum? Do you want to tell us how much that was? <laughs> I mean, we the know we, how much was the minimum. We know it wasn't 1999. Yeah, yeah, they, they were talking, you know, they were talking, you know, the, everybody knows that, you know, the, everybody gets paid like 10 million, uh, 13, 8, somewhere around there. We were willing to take three, two, whatever, whatever the minimum was, you know. Whatever it, I, we didn't really, we didn't even talk about that. I said I don't care about that, you know. Make that fight happen. Get, whatever he wants to get, you know, we'll, we'll make it. I just want the opportunity because at the end of the day, you know, if I think David could beat him, that's what I feel. It's not an easy fight. It's a super dangerous fight. Uh, but David's John, you know, he's a two-time world champion. You know, he's undefeated. He's bigger. He, he's taller. You know, he's stronger. Uh, and even though if he doesn't win, if it goes to distance. We're already winners, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, we were willing to take a big risk and and fight the monster of Canelo. But uh, I think as it goes, you know, David's going to get more stronger. Uh, I don't see that fight happening, to be honest with you. Mm. But if it does in the future, David's going to be more stronger. And it's, it's, it's going to be even harder for, for him to fight Canelo because at the end of the day, Canelo, it's I mean, he's done everything. Now he's focused a little bit more on golf and, you know, he does have other businesses that, you know, it takes him away from, from boxing now, you know, we're a hundred percent doing boxing. Now we're focused on boxing a hundred percent at this moment. So I think that benefits us uh, in, in a way. It's been known that Canelo is not one to run from any fighter. He takes on every challenge that's, that's in front of him, or he even calls out people. Why do you believe and why do you think maybe, I don't know if David has ever uh, talked to you about it, why do you think that fight has never come to fruition when David is not as strong, especially when he was a belt holder at the time? Because now you just yeah. said David is going to be getting stronger and bigger. So why would Canelo wait when he's bigger and stronger? Why wouldn't he have taken him back then? Mm. Yeah, I think that that's what I'm saying. Right now he would not, you know, the, the, the thing is with us, with fighters and boxers and trainers, we know who are, are what, what are the styles that are going to give us problems, you know? And they know that David's going to give them problems. That's not an easy fight with uh, with uh, David. And they know that they don't want to get that fight. And, 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 you know, they're doing a great thing. You know, actually, uh, I wouldn't fight David either. You know, if I have all these other fighters that I, I think that I can beat, nobody's going to, right now, at the, the level that Canelo is, he's not going to fight somebody that is going to give him trouble. He's going to fight people that he knows that he can beat. 
Mm, so let's okay so let's just looking into the in the future he's got the fight coming up against Bevel uh David's a big boy you know it's very likely in the future he might want to move up to light heavyweight and compete at that level where did you guys leave off with your conversation is it possible that there could be something in the future maybe move up to light heavyweight see him there instead of a didn't better be or yeah, one of those fighters didn't didn't uh benavides i i remember reading better be i believe i don't know maybe that was a fantasy fight but it, was there any kind of a contract put out for for him to move up in weight uh, you don't know there was uh, like about a year ago um maybe go up to 175 and, and there was talks about fighting badu jack mm. uh uh something like that and we were willing to do that uh to step up to 175 when badu jack was uh, a champion mm -hmm. um but things got cold it didn't really happen, but we're open. We're open to uh, fight at 168, 175. Uh, David feels comfortable at 168. He feels super comfortable at 175. So we are, you know, actually, uh, hopefully, we would love to fight one of our friends, you know, that 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 we think that it's good and it's a good name for, for us. Uh, it's a good fight for him. It's a good fight for us. Surdo Ramirez comes into mind, and, you know, that would be a great fight. That's what we I would read, love yeah. To yeah. Step up to 175 and, and fight each other. Uh, it will be an honor to fight a, a warrior, a Mexican warrior, too, like Surdo Ramirez. He's a great fighter, a strong fighter. I hear that nobody wants to fight him, too. So that will be a great fight that would be very interested at 175. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, we're just focused on uh, May 21st for now, for now. Let's see what happens there. But uh, if everything goes well, uh, we're here to work and and to get those big challenges and, and, and fight those guys are that are, are avoided by other fighters. And, and Sulo Ramirez is one of them. So we would really love to get a fight with Sulo Ramirez. It's really like a traffic jam at 168. You know, it's very, very difficult to make fights at that weight, 160, 168, around that range. How much longer realistically do you guys want to stay there? Do you think you guys have to leave and go to 175 to create these new opportunities for him and continue his longevity? As you mentioned, he's very young. 25 is very, very young in his career, and he has a long way to go. So is is the move after Lemieux, is it to re-examine trying to do a Canelo fight at 168 or Charlo or Plant, or would you rather move up and maybe face, you know, challenge Bivol or better Biev or, or any of those guys that are, are resting around that weight? Yeah, for sure. You know, I go by fight because he's only 25 years old. He's still growing and, you know, the body's changing a little bit. Like I said, you know, I have to see how he looks, how he feels for this fight. We haven't had any problems um, before. Uh, last fight, we didn't we didn't have a, a problem with the weight. The fight before, he was a week before, two weeks before the fight, he was already on weight. Um, I, I, everything looks good right now at this point. The weight is good. Everything's ready to go. But we will have to see the day of the weigh-ins, how he feels and how he looks. And, and then we'll make a decision after that if we go up to 175. If he can't do 168, he can't do 168. Mm. I'll be the first one to move him out to 175. But there are the thoughts already. And like I said, you know, if he can't do 168, we'll see the day of the weigh-ins and see how he feels. And if, he's, if I feel that he's struggling a little bit or, you know, that last pound has been difficult to do, you know, we'll definitely go to 175. No problem. We'll go uh, at, like right away. Mm. We've had this conversation with a couple of fighters and we've also heard it in with other boxers when they have uh, a father-son team. Now with you and your son, 
do you know or have you and David ever had that conversation of when he's in a fight, would you throw in the towel, obviously, to save your son to fight another day? Uh, what kind of conversations do you have? Because you're you're going to you come into those those issues that, oh, my God, that's my son. Oh, but yet he's a fighter. Like, let him fight and just possibly go for the knockout or just, you know, let him do his thing. How do you differentiate that? And um, would you ever step aside as a head trainer and bring someone else into the mix? Of course, I always think about that. You know, uh, first of all, it's his life inside the ring, you know. Uh, I mean, there's times, like I said, you know, you can see, you know your fighter. And if I see that something's wrong in the first round and something's not right and he's getting hit too much, I'll be the first one to stop that fight because at the end of the day, you know, why is he going to take so much beating and maybe not even end up his career, you know. So I, I would definitely... See if, you know, if he if he's not thinking right, you know, and if I see that something's wrong with him, I'll definitely stop that fight. That's not the end of the world, you know. I'm protecting him and and uh, trying to keep his uh, his career alive a little bit more, and maybe he could have a fight or two more, you know, but I would not let him end up his career in one fight. Okay. Well, when you – so when you look at that and the idea of bringing somebody in in to take your place, if need be, what, what would you – what were the – Things that you would need, who you feel you know, would I be. You know, I always thought to... about that. Mm-hmm. I, I started boxing. I didn't know nothing about boxing. I, I didn't even know how to throw a jab. I started learning when I was like 28, 27 years old. And, you know, I, I trained my sons because uh, the, the gyms that I went to, they were so packed and, you know, they didn't really have that attention to, to give them, you know, it's just, it's a, and a, as a group. So I thought, you know, hey, I, I want to help them. And that's how I became obsessed with boxing. I learned a lot about boxing. I'm still learning to this day. And, you know, I always said, you know, if I find somebody that could train them and do a better job than me, I would definitely do it right away without a heartbeat. You know, I would, I'm always going to be there. I'm always going to be watching. And, you know, that would be even easier for me because the, it's a hard a hard job to train your own son. You know, it's super hard. It's very difficult. But but right now, you know, um, I haven't found that person that that – can do all that, you know, that, that we need. And, and hopefully I can find it soon. I will definitely, uh, uh, hire or get that person. You know, I've been managing too, you know, like I said, when I find a manager that can fight for the rights and fight for every penny there is for, for them, you know, I would hire them too, you know, but to, to this point, I haven't found anybody, you know, but I'm willing to, to step to the side and, and, or maybe whenever he says, Hey dad, you know, I think, uh, I need to get more motivated. I, I think that's all you give me. You know, I need to learn new things or whatever. You know, it, 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 it's doable. It, I, I, I would not even think about it. I'm always going to be there. And um, and I have already, you know, I have a, uh, it's not just me right now. I have a a, a, a a team behind me. I have Poncho Ramirez. I have Javi. I have a, um, now a guy named Shade. I have Chris, uh, Chris, Danina, our strength conditioning, and they all do mitts and they all work with them, you know. So I already started doing that. So I have no ego, you know, here. I just want the best for him. You're you're in you're over at San Diego at the Fight Stars um, uh, compound, right? The fighter. Yes, uh, yeah. we're here in a beautiful mansion here. Uh, uh, the owner, his name is uh, Patrick. It, it's a uh, Fight Stars man. He's he's uh Man, I can't thank them enough for for the opportunity to be here. We're super happy. We have everything we need here. It's more than what we need, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, it's a great camp and it's it's a beautiful house and 
And I just want to thank them for that, for for letting us stay here. And um, they've been treating us really good. And we're super happy to be here. Who do you call for advice? You mentioned that you're still learning and you start taught yourself. Do you have someone that you call and ask for advice? No, you know, to be honest, unfortunately, I don't. But you know what I did uh, when when uh, uh, I started boxing, uh, I was in, in the wild card with Freddie Roach for four years. I was his assistant for four years, and I listened to everything he said. I watched everything he did, and and then it was time for me to leave. Once I left, I went to Arizona, and then from Arizona, I went to Robert Garcia. That was another guy that I learned a lot from him, and I keep coming back and forth for almost two years. And then after that, I went with the Diaz brothers for like another two years. I learned a lot from them, too. And I end up uh, another two, three years with Abel Sanchez at, in Big Bear. So I picked up a lot from from I would ask them a lot. And and I want to also send a shout out to all these great trainers that I learned from. And and, and I, I'm keep I, I keep learning from all these other trainers too, new trainers, old trainers. And and I'm just a sponge. And I, I feel that I haven't even done anything. I'm still learning and, and I pay attention to what people say to their fighters or the way they 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 they, uh, they train their fighters and whatever they do i try to pick up and and like i said i'm still learning and but i did learn from a lot from all these uh, uh good fighters uh, trainers there is something that we read on twitter not too long ago and we've seen it kind of floated uh, floated around that david is fighting david lemieux uh, May 21st. And then, you know, Canelo is fighting um, Bivol May uh, single de Mayo weekend. Now, we know there is that commemorative belt by the WBC. And sadly, we know what's going on in the world. And people or sanctioning bodies have taken Russian boxers off their sanctioning. Uh, not, they can't sanction any fights, obviously, in Russia. But they did sanction the Bivol fight against Canelo. And there's supposed to be a belt for that. Many have said, why not put it up for your fight, or not yours, excuse me, your sons, David Benavidez versus uh, Lemieux, since it's also in May. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't heard of it. Uh, but, you know, I respect whatever I'm supporting the United States. I'm supporting my people, whatever they want. I would definitely be 100 percent supporting on their ideas or whatever. Uh, I have not heard that, but uh, nobody likes wars. Uh, you know, I feel yeah. sad. And, you know, my heart is for all these people up there, you know. I want to send them good vibes and, you know, I hope everything ends pretty soon. And then, and, and, uh, uh, but like I said, I haven't heard anything, but I'll, I'll do anything that's in my uh, 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 side here, you know, to, to support and help and, 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 and do whatever we can to, to support these people. Okay. And then since we're so, kind of on the topic and to circle back to what you are as a trainer, we do have, we do know Canelo versus uh, Dimitri Rival is going to be happening as a trainer. Stylistically, how is this going to pan out and who wins? Well, I think uh, Canelo is the king, you know, like I said, you know, pound for pound, the best, the face of boxing. Uh, uh, he's been super active and, you know, he, he's, in my opinion, we, we spark people, you know, and, and, uh, Bebo is a dangerous fighter too. He's he, he's a uh, champion for a reason. Um, it's going to be a, a a really good fight. It's going to be an entertaining fight, I think. Uh, uh, but I, in my opinion, you know, of what I know of what I seen, you know, if I knew who was going to win, I would definitely bet. But I never bet. <laughs> yeah, no, let us know too. <laughs> yeah, I, but it, it's hard, you know. To, to be honest, uh, what happens sometimes, you know, there there's distractions. There's, there's injuries in camps that some people don't know sometimes or something, you know, something happens in there that 
sometimes, you know, they just go there and they don't say nothing. They don't tell no one, you know, but they're not 100%. So uh, I hope they come 100% both. So they're going to give us a good fight. Uh, but I see um, I see Canelo uh, taking this fight. Uh, but like I said, I could be wrong, you know, and, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I know it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be an entertaining fight. I can't wait to see that fight. Uh, but I see, um, uh, in my experience or whatever, I, I kind of see on the styles. I think Canelo is going to struggle with him a little, like he does all the time, two, three rounds. He's going to adjust. And uh, maybe, in my opinion, I think that it could be a stoppage, you know. Uh, once somebody gets hurt, once that first uh, punch connects real good, the other person is hurt, and then you have a chance to, to finish the fight. Uh, what what dangers does Bebo possess that could be dangerous to Canelo? Uh, what I've seen of Bebo, you know, he 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 does have a lot of experience. He does have a very a really good jab, a one-two, and he hits really hard with that right hand. So, uh, uh, you know, Canelo is very smart. I think he knows that. I think he's going to watch that right hand, and I would. You know, if I was his trainer, I would really watch that right hand, uh, straight right hand. That's all. Uh, Bebo has, to be honest with you. Um, he has a very dangerous right hand. So if Canelo stay away from that right hand and and if he, I mean, managed to do that, he'll be successful. Mm. With all your travels through with train, with coming up and being with Freddie Roach and with Abel and all the things that you've learned, what are three things that you know now about working in this industry that you wish you knew when you first started? Just shut up. Don't talk about it, you know, <laughs> don't, get, don't, don't get into problems, you know, just let things go, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, uh, sometimes you're all the way up and sometimes you're all the way down. So, and, you know, to be honest with you, I, 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 I didn't know like anything else, like everything else, you know, uh, I thought we were tough, but little by little, I've been learning. And, and like I say, you know, I just want to do my job and, and work hard and show, show everything inside the ring, you know, and, and just respect everybody, you know. Uh, be respectful and, and work hard and show the people, you know, uh, whatever you say, whatever I do, it doesn't matter. What matters is inside the ring, how you look when you win those fights. And right now, in my mind, it's just look impressive. That's all that's in my mind. Well, Jose, we want to thank you. Thank you. Good luck on uh, your fight against David Lemieux. It's uh, going to be a good fight, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys out there. Thank you so much. And I want to thank the fans also. And let's pray for all the people that are in war right now and uh uh, we're here to do anything that we can. And uh, thank you so much for the support. All right. Thank you, Jose. Whoa. That was, you know, right. what? we learned so, we learned a lot of things. We're going to have to go back and rewatch this. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a, a few, a few <laughs> yeah, notes. I can't even write. I can't even read half my notes, but it, it was really interesting that, you know, he was very well spoken and obviously when there, there are three, there are three sides. There are the truth. Caleb's and then also the Benavides family's truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a very, very different, you know, we're always the hero of our own story, they mm -hmm. say. And it was interesting to hear when Caleb was with us that he said, oh, you know, he they rolled up on me in the gym and they thought they were going to punk me in the gym. And then to hear Jose Sr. say, I asked him nicely, could you please stop saying things about my son, please? Please, I just want to, you know. Yeah. So we got to get David's side of the story. He's got to get in here with us. Uh, Somebody had to be in the gym that day. If you've got cell phone footage, <laughs> please email us at bestwomensboxingshow at gmail.com. If you've got footage, somebody got footage of that day in the gym. Someone has, everyone 
is a cameraman. That's Everyone. Right. But wow, I, it was it was a really good conversation. And then also, I've I've known a little bit of Jose's story, but I didn't know he was. Um, uh, Freddie Roach's assistant. I, I didn't either. I didn't know because a lot of people have always thought, oh, he learned on YouTube how to be a boxer because he started as a trainer very, very late, mm -hmm. 25 years old. Mm -hmm. So it was in, it was quite interesting. And um, yeah, it's never too late, honestly. If And look at, he's produced a champion, a world champion, two, two time. Oh, yeah. And so, and he has a great stable. I know that Diego Pacheco, he is a top prospect. He's a hot top prospect in the super middleweight division. And uh, he will be a world champion very, very soon. I guarantee it. I, I remember uh, his uh, pro debut from South South Central. Mm -hmm. Let us find out that the city of Seattle is going to be the next hotbed for boxing. I went to college in Seattle, and I couldn't have predicted that. But that, Isn't that's it what gloomy all the time of that. It is, but you know what? Maybe that's the pro about it because then they, you know, you inside because it's raining all the time. You're not out there getting distracted. There ain't nut. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with Seattle, per se. But, you know, great for him to join us. Uh, fighting David Lemieux. I uh, still wanted to know a little bit more how Lemieux even got into this mix. They didn't, you know, he didn't say. He just says that he's one of the best. But you know what? There are more people that are a tougher test. So mm -hmm. maybe the other guys were just not available because they are looking for the Canelo sweepstakes. But like Canelo said, y'all fight each other. I don't give a fuck. You okay. figure it out between you guys. And whoever wins, who has belts. I'll fight you. Okay, because Canelo is going to Canelo. Uh-huh. And y'all just going to wait, and he's going to do it with some Dolce & Gabbana uh, pajamas on. Mm -hmm. And he's going to pop up, and he's going to do what he got to do, and you guys going to wait. Yeah. Wait well, who do you it. think? Canelo, I, it's weird. I don't know if this is a promo. I saw it um, on Twitter with David Lemieux and David, David Benavides, and he has no hair, Lemieux. And I don't know if you remember during the Gennady that. fight. Yes, all I saw was, was horse hair. So I don't, I don't know if he's really <laughs> shaved. No, I'm not kidding. I, were, I remember I was ringside, and it was just like, I'm like, how does he see? I, mean, I remember seeing that. I just that. want, he, you know, we're always about hair. We're like, I just want to slick it back, <laughs> braid was, it. <laughs> he was being a rock star. He said, I need my, you know, he needed it in his face so he could shake it like a Polaroid picture. But, you know, so shout out to him, uh, David Lemieux. We're going to see what happens with this fight. He's... Uh, Got a tough, tough order ahead of him yeah. with uh, David Benavidez. Uh, Canelo's got his uh, marching orders with Dimitri Bivol. And, you know, I want to see Canelo fight better be if. That, yeah. If, if, yeah. if he's going to hover in that weight class for a while, if he's going to stay in that light heavyweight arena for a while, then... Okay, yes. but to be fair, Better BF didn't look too good in his last fight. Man, if he fighting Canelo, once he see that payday, he's gonna be like, <laughs> I'm in the gym. I'm 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 in the, in the mix. Shoot, if I if Canelo come fight me, I'll go to gym right now. Have you ever seen Better BF in the gym? Like the things that he does. It's it's he's a it's tough like man. Un, it's not human. <laughs> he's a better beat. Shout out to the collie, one of my favorite uh, message group uh, boards. They always call him Better Beats. Oh, the Better Beats. Oh. Better Beats. But again, well, thank you for joining us, and also please follow all of our socials. Up, of course. <laughs> it will be written somewhere on our thing. In, like here, somewhere here. right here. It's right there. It's right there. Right there. Yep. Yeah, somewhere right there. And then also check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, we'll have to put it there. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter. And then also um, we're going to be dropping some After Dark special episodes. We already have some episodes in the can that we are editing. And then we got we got more interviews to do. And I can't wait for all of you guys to see. Giander and I are very excited. And thank you guys for tuning in to us. Anything else, babe? Find <laughs> out later what these are going to be for. Ooh. And that's all we're going to say about that. But, yep, thanks for watching the Best Women's Boxing Show. All right, I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Thanks, guys. Bye.